Hi there, I'm your host, Lisa Shield. Welcome to Dating Without Drama, where I give you my unique take on everything related to men, love, dating, and romantic relationships. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. I hope everyone is having a wonderful, wonderful day. I think it's getting ready to rain here again. (laughs) I lived for, uh, wow, almost how many years? Well, certainly around 25 years in Los Angeles. And my husband and I, during the pandemic, we just moved to Santa Fe, New Mexico. And so it is a whole different weather scene here. In California, it was sunny, bright sunshine every single day. And now we can have a full season in a day here in Santa Fe. So it's pretty crazy. So today I'm going to talk to you about what you should do when a man pulls away. That's our subject for the day. I know that this is a big thing in dating that so, so many of you are out in the dating world and you're so sincere. You just want to find a wonderful man And it seems what I hear from so many women I talk to is that they start to feel close to a guy. The minute they start to show interest, the guy will pull away. So as long as he's in chase mode and he's pursuing and all, the, you know, the chase is on and it's all wonderful. But then when that doesn't happen, right, when they get close to the guy and there's no longer the chase, the guy suddenly like throws up his hands and he's done. Things are over and the relationship goes south. How many of you all, I'm kind of (laughs) curious from the listeners, how many of you have had that happen? that the minute you've shown interest in a guy, he starts to pull away from you. I know that this is really something that's common. And I think for some of you, this is happening not a little bit. This is happening frequently. So I'm curious, you go out, you meet a guy, you're excited, and you, you know, he's giving you every sign that it's okay, right? That he's into you, he's interested, he's texting you, he's giving you the impression that this is really going somewhere. And then the minute you start to show interest, he starts to pull away. So pursuer-distancer dynamic. Yep. So I know we've all been there, right? And... um Sharon says it's happening to her right now. Yeah, it's it's terrible when that happens, Sharon. It's really bad. It's it's an awful feeling. And especially because it feels like a kind of bait and switch, right? This guy gives you every impression that he's interested and that this is going somewhere and you start to get your hopes up, you feel good, you get excited. You finally think, okay, it's all right for me to show interest in this guy. And then the minute you do, he starts to distance himself and pull away. So what can you do when this starts to happen? What do you do? I'm curious from anybody out there, like what what do you think that you're supposed to do when guys start pulling away like that? Mimi says either we... Let commitment get ahead of connection and he needs to catch up or he's an avoidant. Okay. All right. That's good, Mimi. 
So anybody else, anybody else who's listening in, what what do you think is going on here? Yes, it's true. This person can be an avoidant. And we when we start to attach and when we start to move forward, we may trigger his avoidant response, right? And I actually want you to understand something. That is a good thing. It is actually a good thing that you trigger his avoidance because if that guy is avoidant, you want to trigger that sooner than later. So if you leaning in or you deciding that you're going to reciprocate what's going on, if you do that and he starts to pull away from you, that's actually a good sign. And I know it hurts. And I want you all to stop taking this so personally. I actually want you to start to say to yourselves, wow, this person could very possibly have an avoidant attachment style. And yes, Anna, move on to another man. Do not waste time in a relationship thinking that you did something wrong to cause that man to pull away. That is not the correct response to this. The correct response, ladies, is put your hands together and say, hallelujah, thank your lucky stars and say, okay, next. Because if that man was coming on hot and heavy and fast and furiously, and then you wind up getting interested and showing interest and he pulls away, there's something wrong with him. And that's called intimacy issues. Intimacy issues. Look, If a guy is pursuing you and the moment you start to show interest in him, he bolts or he starts to get icy cold or pull away, then there's something wrong with that guy because the moment he gets what he wants, the moment he actually gets you to be interested in him, he turns and runs the other way. That's not how a healthy man behaves. That's not how mature, healthy Men, the kind of man that you want to have a relationship responds when a woman shows interest in him. So I want you to start to put your hands together and say, thank you, God. Thank you, universe, for letting this man show me his true colors right away so that I don't have to waste any more time on this dude. And by the way, Do not give your heart to this man or get too invested or too vested in the relationship until you really have tested this out. So as long as you're sitting on the sidelines, as long as you're on the fence and you're kind of just waiting to see what's going to happen and you're letting the guy chase you and pursue you and you're, you know, leaning back and you're letting the guy do all this stuff for you and you're not putting any uh, boundaries or you're not making any requests, but you're just letting this guy kind of run the show. You cannot put yourself in the relationship. You cannot say, oh my God, this is my guy and start to get excited and all until you actually test out whether or not he's going to bolt the minute you show interest in him. Lisa, one of the listeners says, so if that's the case, then what is the kindest 
and most honest response to that kind of behavior. Lisa, the the kindest and most honest response is to say, wow, I really thought that you were interested in in getting to know me, in in exploring the possibility of uh, a relationship with me. And it seems like the moment I showed interest in you, you turned around and ran the other way. And that's not the response I'm looking for. So thank you. It's been lovely meeting you and I wish you all the best. That would be my response. And I would probably say, I'm looking for the kind of man that when I show interest in him, he actually wants to get closer to me. Another listener is saying, what if he doesn't run away and things are progressing in some ways, but it's like it's not developing normally, like he's emotionally distant or something? Well. Debbie, that's just another sign that um, he's pulling away. He doesn't have to actually leave or leave the relationship. So what avoidance do is they often just grow cold. They get icy cold and you can't tell. They're very, they're, they're like emotionally unpredictable. He's into you one minute, but then the next minute it's like, ooh, you know, there's this feeling like you repulse him but he's not consistently loving and kind and present with you. Antoinette, they do ghost. A lot of these guys will ghost you, but like Debbie said, they don't always ghost. They often just get really cold and distant. I had a guy that did this. Yeah, this guy was like really into me from the get-go. And luckily I had been doing a tremendous amount of work on myself and I was not rushing into anything. but. I also wasn't just sitting there on the fence. I was reciprocating his interest, but I was also in the back of my mind measured. I wasn't letting my heart get too invested and I was measuring my response. And within a few weeks, he started to grow cold. He started to get snippy with me. And I could feel that this man who was so excited by me one minute was suddenly distancing himself. He wasn't, there were moments of snarkiness and meanness and unkindness. And that relationship lasted a total of six weeks, six weeks. And I remember thinking to myself, if this is where we are at six weeks, I don't want to see six months or six years. And so I packed my things. I was staying at his house that night and it just felt so awful. We had a strange conflict and I just, it felt awful. And I waited until I thought he went, fell asleep and I took my stuff and I went home. And I share the story in my 12-week emotionally naked dating course. I went home and I, I was done. I was just done. And the next day he called me And he said, I wanted to talk to you before I ended this. And I was thinking in the back of my mind, you ended it. I'm the one that went home, but you know, you can think whatever you want to think, right? I didn't need to prove anything or be right. And I said, okay, what did you want to tell me? And he started to do a character assassination of me. And he was saying, you're this and you're that and you're self-absorbed and you're, you know, opinionated. And I, I don't even know Like it went on and on and on and on. Like he was doing a character assassination. 
And for the very first time in my life, I didn't get hooked. I didn't hook in. It didn't bother me. It's like he had a bow and a bunch of arrows and he just kept picking another arrow and another arrow and he kept shooting them at me and they just fell off of me, right? And I could hear how mean he was and how unkind his his feedback was. He wasn't even being nice or thoughtful about my feelings. And as I was listening to him, you know, I thought, wow, I don't want to be in a relationship with someone like this. And so when he was all done, he said to me, are you going to look at this stuff? Which was so arrogant. And I and I said to him, I don't want to be in a relationship with someone who doesn't like me. I said, I, I don't want that. Like, why would I do that? And he said, well, are you going to look at this stuff? And I said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to hang up the phone right now. I said, I don't want to be in this relationship. And I hung up the phone. And then a few days later, he wrote me another, a big, long text. He had more time to think and he had more stuff that he'd forgotten to say to me. And I just deleted that text. And in the interim, somebody recommended a book to me. It was called Men Who Can't Love. And it's an excellent, excellent book. I highly recommend it because it really describes the behavior of avoidant men. Women can be avoidant too, by the way, but men um, are by and large, it's more men than women. And so I had read this book and it was like described our relationship, our interaction to the T. And so then I he wrote me again and he sent me a message and he said, I always feel remorseful afterward. So that told me that this was a pattern, right? I always feel remorseful afterward. And he said, you're a shining star. Stay on your path. Keep doing what you're doing. So I responded to that message and I said, thank you for your email. I said, I have to say, it's not often that you get such blatant confirmation from the universe that you're doing the right thing. So that means a lot to me. And then I said, but I have to be completely honest with you. Being in a relationship with you was wretched. I said, it was just awful. And I said, you really have some work to do. And I wasn't being condescending. I was just being truthful. And I said, I read this book and I highly recommend you read it because it described what my experience of, of you know, of you to the T. And I just said, I wish you all the best. And he wrote me again after that because that's what avoidance do. They keep coming back. But I wasn't taking the bait. I really was done. And about a month and a half after that, maybe two months, I met my husband, Benjamin, who I've been with for 19 years. And Benjamin is the polar opposite of that. He's the most emotionally available, um, kind, loving, thoughtful, intimate, you know, comfortable, secure man I've ever met in my life. Lisa Marie uh, asks, hi, Lisa, where do I find good quality guys? 4.5 month relationship just fails. I'm lo losing hope. Lisa, typically when we keep having one failed relationship after another, we're the common denominator in that. And it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you, but it does mean that you may be doing things wrong. 
You may be saying yes to the wrong men and no to the right ones. You may be behaving in certain ways with men that are turning them off instead of turning them on. And there are a lot of subtleties to this. Most of us just think that if we go on enough dates, we're going to get lucky and we'll meet the guardian of our soul. But that isn't true. It doesn't always work that way. And what we're actually seeing today is that in the history of recorded history of mankind, there are more single unmarried women than in the history of recorded mankind. So there are more single unmarried women today than there have ever been. And it's because this is so difficult today. It's not like it was when we were younger. Lisa Marie, I know coming out of a 26-year marriage, it was very different 26 years ago when you met your ex-husband. It's completely, you're different, right? The whole, everything is different today. And so doing the work, I want you to go to my website, go to lisashield.com. And I want you to watch my 45-minute presentation and that women say is life-changing. I teach a 12-week course for women who are looking for lasting love. And I call that the guardian of your soul. So if you want to get this solved, right? If you want to find the man that you're going to spend the rest of your life with, I walk you through a beautiful proven step-by-step plan for how to do that. In fact, I just had two engagements and one wedding in the last three days. So how's that for success, right? Two engagements and one wedding. So pretty amazing. So this is something that you can all solve. I want you to think about this for a moment. Yeah, Sandy, that's way too long, honey. You've lost years of your life. You you have been divorced since 2009 and you're still single. And I can see from your little picture, you're beautiful. There's not a reason in the world that you couldn't have this. So here's what I want you all to know. We all have been fed fantasies. We've been raised on Disney fairy tales and princes and glass slippers and Jerry Maguire and movies where, you know, a woman is just being her sweet self and then a guy comes along and, you know, she meets the right guy and they live happily ever after. Only they don't show you what the prince and prince do after the marriage. They don't show you what happens to Cinderella after she marries the prince. What happens when the glass slipper breaks, right? When she's pregnant and she's wearing the glass slipper and she's too heavy and she breaks it. It doesn't, you know, we don't see the what happens after that happily ever after. We're just told that there's a happily ever after, but that's not true. We all get married and think it's going to be great or most many of us get married and think, oh my God, I met my prince and this is going to be amazing and we're going to live together, you know, and make each other happy and please each other. And we all know that that doesn't work. In fact, if you look at the divorce statistics, you all may be aware that 50% of all first marriages fail Many, many people don't know that 67% of second marriages 
and 74% of third marriages fail. And what that means is people don't get it right. They don't learn their lessons. They keep making the same mistakes. They don't find out where their blind spots are. They don't do the right work to get this solved. So think about how many of you have invested years and years of your life and thousands of dollars being educated in your careers, going to college, getting degrees. Some of you have multiple degrees and you haven't invested anything in your love life. You'll get a coach or a trainer for the gym, right? You'll get coaches for your business life, but most of you may have done some therapy along the way, but therapy doesn't solve this issue. Therapy will not teach you how to pick a great man, how to talk to men, how to be a great partner to a man. A therapist will help you make sense of your past. It'll help you, you know, forgive your parents and forgive yourself for past mistakes. And therapy normalizes your feelings. The therapist will say, well, of course you feel that way. Anyone would feel that way under those circumstances, knowing what you've been through, right? So a therapist will normalize your feelings, but they don't teach you how to date and find true love. That's what love coaches do. That's why I have a job (laughs) and I'm not a therapist. So getting back to our subject, because I digressed a little bit, when a man pulls away, it's often because he's avoidant, but not always. Sometimes a man may pull away because he's lost his job or he's having trouble at work or he's overwhelmed with other issues, maybe his health, maybe, you know, there's a lot of men, something to be very, very aware of. Men suffer from depression four times as much as women do. Four times as much as women do. So many, many, many men, and they don't tell you, they won't talk about it. You may not find out for a long time. I have a client who was dating a really great guy that she liked a lot, who turned out to have depression. He shared that with her and she quickly was wise enough and she ended the relationship. It doesn't work. It isn't a good thing to date a man who suffers from depression. Depression will always be the elephant in the room. There also may be addiction issues. He could be addicted to alcohol or he could be addicted to drugs. He could be addicted to um, debting is another one, under-earning, debting, gambling. So there's a lot of addiction out there. Why do men pull away? Because they're not just all sitting there looking for relationships and ready to have one. They may be able to pull it off for a short time, but then when it starts to get into commitment, they may pull away because of any one of these issues that have nothing to do with you. And I really want you to get this. When a man is getting over a divorce, when he's getting over a bad breakup, when he has health issues, when he has issues at work, men, they don't want you to be their therapist. Or if they're making you, if you're allowing a man to make you his therapist and you're trying to be there while he goes through something like that and bolster him up and wait for him and all 
not a good idea. Men, by and large, want to show up in a relationship with a woman strong and capable and masculine and at their peak. And when a man can't do that, he's in a weakened state and it's not a good time for you to start to establish a relationship with him. Now, it's different if you already have a relationship, a long-term relationship, and even if you're married, right, then those kinds of things will come up in the course of a marriage. Somebody, you know, it's very normal for a guy to lose his job or get laid off or fired or whatever. That's very common. And in a marriage or in a close relationship that has some longevity, that's great. But in the early dating stages, especially if a guy is having issues with one of these areas, they're going to pull away. You need to let them go. It's not the right time to establish a relationship. In fact, if it were me knowing what I know right now, I would say to that man, I think you're wonderful. I understand that you have issues at work or you have problems with your ex-wife or your daughter and please go take care of those things. I understand that that's what you need to do. Come back, you know, keep my number. If you get through that and you think about me and you want to, you know, pick up where we left off, that's great. If I'm still single, I would love to do that. But don't sit around and wait for these guys. I really wouldn't advise that. And if they start to pull away, let them, let them go. Debbie says, is the 12-week program on your website? Debbie, you will, uh, you'll watch my presentation. If you like what you hear, then you and I can jump on a call and I'll talk to you about what I do right? And it's better for me to talk to you about it and explain to you exactly how my program works so that you can hear it from me and we can talk about whether or not this would be a good fit for you. So, you know, let's jump on a call and I'm happy to explain this to you. All right. So going back to a man pulling away, how many of you are anxious daters? I want to know how many of you start to get really anxious when you get close to a guy or when a guy starts to like you. I'm betting a lot. I know that a lot of you get anxious. I can, I, I know that. So let's talk about why a guy may pull away. He may start to feel suffocated. And it's not the same as excited. Anxious is not the same as excited. So what happens is a man can feel your anxiety and that may cause him to pull away. And I think that that for a lot of you is is one of the things that you are worried about when these men, you know, start to pull away is that it could be your anxiety that may have pushed him away. And you know when you're feeling anxious, you know when you're feeling obsessive, when you're wondering, when is he going to text me? Why hasn't he written? Does he like me? Doesn't he like me? And you are obsessing over this, right? And you're worried, many of you, that it's your anxiety that's causing the man to pull away. And that is true, it will push good men away if they feel that you're asking too many questions and you're too anxious and you're, you're not in your body, you're not confident, 
and they can sense your insecurity, that will cause some good men to want to go away. And so you're going to have to work on that anxiety. You're going to have to do some work on yourself, your self-confidence and all to start to learn how to relate better to men, to learn how to give them space to learn how to talk to them about your needs and wants and desires and ask for the things that you want. If you talk to most men, they will say, God, I just, you know, if a woman wants something, I just wish she'd come out and ask me, right? And they'll either give it to you or they won't. Either they can or they can't, but they'll let you know. But so many women are afraid to just ask for what they want. And so what they do is, their anxiety comes out and these guys can feel it in in these little, you know, kind of niggling, insipid questions that you are interrogations, you know, well, where were you and what was going on and why didn't you text me and stuff like that. Guys don't want to feel that kind of interrogation energy, which I know when we're anxious, it's, uh, it's something that we all do. Um, so it may be your anxiety that is pushing these men away. A lot of dating advice that you get from most dating coaches is all about that. Lean back, receive, don't chase the guy, don't pursue. Um, Barbara says, women assume a man should know. Exactly, Barbara. That's a great point. We do. We make the mistake of assuming that men should know and they don't. And then we get really obsessed and controlling and, you know, anxious when they don't know and we don't know how to ask for what we want. Obsessive Love is a great book. Sandy, I, it, there's probably a book out there with that name. Is, is, is that a bo- an actual book? I've never read it. I'm guessing it is. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, I'm going to write that down because it sounds like a good one. Yeah. So a lot of dating advice is based on helping you manage your anxiety, right? That's what they're doing. They're just giving you all of these strategies for how to manage your anxiety. But the truth is when women work with me, one of the byproducts of my course, one of the things that just happens naturally, it's not something that they're intentionally doing. But usually by the time my course is three months long, but by the third, by the, I'm sorry, by the start of the second month, because of the work that we do in the first month of my course, the women feel calm. They feel in their bodies, then they will say, wow, I'm not feeling anxious anymore. I don't know what happened, but that anxiety that I always feel around dating seems to, to have dissipated. And it's a result of the work that we do in the first month of my course. The reason that first month is so powerful is because there is a saying, Einstein, remember Albert, he said, you can't, you can't solve a problem with the same mind that created the problem. You cannot solve a problem with the same mind that created the problem. So if you're going out and dating and you're trying to just do the same things you've always done, you cannot solve the problem. You have to create a new mindset. You have to shift your whole perception of men and dating and love and 
how to find a great guy, what a great guy looks like. Most people are wired to look for fireworks and have some explosive off the charts, you know, chemistry right from the start. And you've got to start to rethink your whole approach to dating, which is what we do. And it really is a complete reset for the women I work with. And they come through that first month and they're in a very, very different place after they do the work with me. They're not anxious. They're not rushing into anything. We're slowing it down. They're dating several men at once. Oh, (laughs) Sandy said, here's a similar one. You can't get better in the same environment we got sick in. Yeah, that's really great. That's really, really, really great. Yeah, you can't. So that's what most people are doing. They're just in the same environment. So why else do men start to pull away? And what do you do when they do? A lot of you want to go and talk to them about it. And here's the thing. I'm not sure that talking about what's going on is the best thing to do, but I know that there are ways to talk about things as long as you don't make it too intense or make it a big, you know, a big thing, because guys are really concerned about having long, drawn out conversations with women where we sit there and analyze things and go round and round and whatever. And it's enough just to say, you know, I I noticed that you seem to be a bit distant and I'm not sure what's going on, but you've been a little distant this past week. And I thought I would check in with you and see if there's anything you, you would be open to sharing with me. And just that, he may make excuses, he may say it's work or he may, you know, whatever. But you can just say, I I completely understand and I miss hearing from you, okay? And it can be that simple. You don't want to make it a big, deep discussion. You don't want to make it too heavy. You want to handle it lightly, just light brushstrokes. So, and I would, you know, I really look forward to seeing you again soon. Just like that, a smile, a wink, whatever, And you can, you know, you can say, and if you're having a down day or a bad day, you know, I'm always here to cheer you up and leave it. But you want to make it positive. You want to make it uplifting. And most of all, whenever you communicate with men, you want to make it inviting, inviting an invitation I look forward to seeing you again. I just thought I would reach out and see what's up. And I look forward to seeing you again soon. If you need some cheering up, I'm always here for you. So you want to make it inviting and upbeat and keep it light and see if he receives it. And if he doesn't and he's not open to talking to you or whatever or sharing, there's not a lot you can do. And I can promise you, I promise you all, there is a guy out there who's going to be thrilled to be with you. 
a guy that is going to be tripping over himself to line up the next date and the next date and the next date. And the more you're able to not let these things get to you and get under your skin and you don't hold on to them or take them personally, the more you can do this and the quicker you can move through all of this, the fast, you know, the faster you're going to get to your guy. Because the one thing you don't want to do is let these guys hold you back or hold you down, especially on these things where it has nothing to do with you. Barbara said, not accusatory, right? Yeah, not accusatory, not putting them on the spot, not shaming him or making him wrong or making a federal case out of it. Well, where have you been? And why haven't I heard from you? And, you know, I can't believe it's been a week and you haven't written and whatever, but to be light and inviting and absolutely pointed out, but not be heavy about it. And that's one of the mistakes I think that a lot of us women make is that We don't mean to, but we don't know how to express ourselves in the right way to men. And so I really think a lot of relationships never even get off the ground because we get so easily upset by a man's behavior. We get so hurt and then they start distancing for maybe very legitimate reasons, right? And maybe he had a week at work where he was just slammed. And then you think, well, you know, it doesn't take all that much to send a text. And then you're in a tizzy and you start to pull away and put up your guard. And then the next time you talk to him, he can hear in your voice that you're being a little short with him. And then he thinks you're upset about something. And then there's sort of this ping pong, right? Like this back and forth and suddenly... This whole thing has gone off the rails and it could have been completely avoided. You know, all it would have taken was, hey, I miss you. Where'd you go? You know, with a wink and an exclamation point and whatever. And I know it takes confidence and courage to be able to send a message like that when you're starting to feel like a guy is pulling away. But that really is what you have to do because if you do too much more than that, it's just going to start to get heavy and serious and he's going to walk away. I believe that every moment that you're engaging with a man is an opportunity to show him how you're different from other women, how you handle controversy, how you handle misunderstandings, how you handle him taking a little bit of distance in the relationship. In fact, if you can be really cool and chill about it, and I'm not talking about being permissive, by the way. If something keeps happening as you get deeper and deeper into a relationship and you get to know somebody and you know this guy keeps doing this hot and cold or on and off, then you don't want to just put up with that kind of behavior and make excuses for it. There comes a point after you actually have a more established connection with a guy when you see a certain behavior like that where it has to be addressed. But in the beginning, when you're just getting to know somebody and this is relatively new, you don't want to come, you know, be too heavy handed or too in his face about it you really want to show him that you can point things out and not 
have a heavy hand. So you can do it in a really light way instead of, oh, you know, I think he's pulling away. What happened to you? Where did you go? You know, with that heavy energy, it's not going to work. And guys will pick up on it and they'll be like, oh my God, I didn't talk to her for a few days and this is what I'm getting. I I don't think I want to touch this. And they will walk away. Now, again, if it keeps happening as this goes on for a while, then you've got to say something. Robin asks, if he does not contact me for two days, what do I do? I have this two-day rule, no contacting him until the third or fourth day. Well, I don't know. You know, it's nice to give a guy a little space. I'm going to tell you all that. It's actually a really, really good thing to do. Men sometimes need space. They need space. They need time for themselves. They need time to just recharge. They don't have a bunch of girlfriends that they can just pick up the phone and call and, you know, vent with and all. And men just, you know, some men just internalize their emotions. They get overwhelmed and it's okay to give them a little bit of space. It's also okay to be the kind of woman that isn't clingy. So Robin, I think it's fine not to contact him until the third or fourth day and just say, hey, I miss hearing from you or how's it going, you know, in your neck of the woods? (laughs) I don't know. But just anything to get the conversation started. And a couple of days, let's be grownups, you know, just because we have texting and everybody has immediate gratification syndrome. In my day, we didn't hear from a guy for a week, you know, you'd set up another date and then he might call you the night before, but we didn't have this constant contact with people because we didn't have texting. And sometimes it was really hard to even get someone on the phone, right? It was hard just to connect because there weren't even, there wasn't even voicemails. So, I mean, this idea that we're supposed to send a text and get a message back right away and it's crazy. I mean, I'm not saying you all are crazy. I'm just saying that's a crazy notion. And some of us are busy. You know, we had a woman today on a call and she said that she was a little miffed because she had set up a date with a guy and she had sent him the address of where they were going to meet and he didn't write back right away. And she immediately started to feel upset because he didn't text her back and she was already preparing her exit strategy. And then the day before he wrote to her to confirm and said, I'm looking forward to seeing you and all. But she was already so upset because he didn't write back right away that she was thinking that maybe she shouldn't even see him because he was so inconsiderate. To me, that's a great guy. He had it on his calendar. He remembered. He knew the date was coming up. He contacted her 24 hours before the date to confirm it. And that's all he needs to do in my book. Pony Express. Exactly, Anna. (laughs) I lived in the days of the Pony Express when it came to, 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 to dating. It was pretty archaic. So anybody have any situations where a man is pulling away from you right now? Anybody want to ask me anything about that or any other dating related question? I'm completely open. 
I am at your disposal. So (laughs) that's such a funny saying, I'm at your disposal, but I am. I'm here if anybody has any questions. And I really will tell you that I think there will be a time where a man comes along, a really extraordinary man who is crazy about you and all he'll want to do is make you happy. He'll pursue you. He'll be consistent. He'll listen for what you need and want in a relationship and he'll give you those things. And that's really the man that you're looking for. I know I had heard about that from, you know, all the time for years and years and years. I had heard that there will be a man who's, you know, when he's really into you, he's really going to pursue you and all. And I'd never had a man do that for me. And so it was, it felt so good when I met my husband and he just did everything. I didn't have to lift a finger. He planned every date. He called me. He was consistent. He pursued me. He took his profile down and didn't tell me until a year later. (laughs) Vicky says, yes, I went out with a guy and we had a fabulous first date. We spent five hours together And then the next day we met at my house and we cooked steaks on the grill. And then he was supposed to come down last weekend. And he said his grandson called and wanted to spend the night. And he said he couldn't say no to him. So he's going to have to cancel our date. And then I have not heard from him since. Vicki, how did you handle it when he canceled the date? What did you say to him? I'm curious, when he canceled, what was your response? Did you get upset? Were you cool with it? Were you encouraging? How did you respond to him? Because that could have a lot to do with, um, I said, awesome. I hope you guys have a great time. Okay, well, I think that's fine. I think you were, were definitely supportive and it sounds like you weren't bent out of shape or anything. Uh, I would have probably added to that something that would have said, and I look forward to seeing you again, or um, I can't wait to see how you make it up to me with a wink, right? But something that would have been a little playful that would have let him know that you were not upset and that you were looking forward to seeing him again. So I think it's very important to keep that door open. A lot of times when men let us down. They're afraid that we're upset or that we're not cool with it. And so it's nice to say something to let them know that it's okay. And that, you know, we'll just reschedule. Teresa said, yes, we need to be able to clone a good man. (laughs) Janine says, it's so much easier when I treat them like a friend. Well, and then they they will be interested, Janine, but then you won't have that romance that you're longing for. And in order to have the romance, you have to take the risk to be a woman. And many of you, I just want to put it out there, our work that we need to do on ourselves is to keep becoming better and better women, to keep really working on ourselves to become better women, women who understand men, who know how to talk to them, who know how to mirror their masculinity back to them, women who have compassion, deep compassion for men and what they go through in life. Vicky says, I have not texted him or called since Friday. Should I reach out to him? Well, it's Tuesday. 
So if you're feeling uh, like you want to reach out Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, um, you can reach out. Go ahead and just say, I'd love to take a rain check on our date and just put it out there. Sharon says, I've been too clingy and panicky, but learned today that if they are avoidance, let them go. Yeah, let them go. You will not change an avoidant. Avoidant personality disorder is not something that we can change. We are fighting a losing battle with that. So if a guy gets icy cold and he pulls away, if you start to feel that push-pull with him, run the opposite direction. You're looking for a man who is present, who is showing you know consistent interest. You don't want it to start out with love bombing or with fireworks. You want it to start out from the ground up and build and grow. And you want to see that consistency. Teresa writes, I met a guy on Match. We chatted for about three months and then we dated for six weeks. And then all of a sudden he has cold feet and isn't ready for a relationship. That sucks. (laughs) It does, Teresa, but it's six weeks. And, you know, you don't want to get any more invested in this thing. He's doing you a favor He's not ready, whatever his reasons are. I know it sucks. I know it doesn't feel good, but, you know, and you've invested quite a lot of your time into this, but my advice is that you date several men at once and that you don't jump in with any one man until you're really sure that that's your guy. So I would be cautious and pace yourself. All right, everybody, I got to run for any of you who want my help and are sick and tired of trying to figure this out on your own. Please go to lisashield.com. Please give me a thumbs up or a heart to let me know that you enjoyed this conversation. All right, everybody, go have a beautiful night. I send you so much love. Bye-bye.